The scripture that we have today is Romans 8. I'd like to begin with verse 31, if I can, please. Verse 31. Just going to do a little history as we move forward. Romans 8, 31. All right. You all know it. We know it. We quote it. We scream it. We dance over it. But let's read it and get the full uh, essence of what this passage scripture is. It says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Tell your neighbor, God is for me. 32 said, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he be not with him also what? Freely give us all things. Who shall lay anything to the charge of the elect? That doesn't mean that we're perfect. But we have been elected by God. It is God that justifies. So no matter who comes before you, no matter who's talking about you, no matter who's gossiping on you, no matter who's lying, it is God that's going to justify us. Who is he that commendeth, that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. I want you to imagine him in the heavens praying for you. I, I know we got prayer partners every now and then, but I, I just want you to know that he is praying for you. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad he's praying for me. Make it personal. When I couldn't pray for myself, I know that he is praying for me. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sores? These are all vicissitudes of life. Shall anything separate us from the love of Christ? As it is written, because it's in the word, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. Somebody say all day long. And we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. So the enemy would set up things to think that he would destroy us. He can only hinder us, but he can only hinder us but for so long. But he cannot destroy you. I need you to say, I'm here. Take that devil, I'm here. But he goes on to Paul writes, and they, in all these things, everything that I'm going through, everything that I'm feeling, all of the lack that I have, all the disappointment that I have, yea, in all things, we are more than conquerors. Tell your neighbor, I got this. Uh-uh, tell him I got this. I got this. I got this through him that loved us. I got this through Jesus Christ. Here is where I want to go. For I am persuaded. Y'all will catch it on your way home. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, 
nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, whatever's trying to come to hinder you, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I were to do a title, I'm, I'm not always, you know, because I'm kind of like all over the place and stuff, but I'm, let me be homiletically correct. The power of persuasion. You know, the power of persuasion. Well, let's talk about the definition of persuasion. Uh, 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 per, 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 yeah, that. Thank you, Elder. Persuasion is an element that will come from people or things that will be for good or evil. Well, what do I mean? That means you are going to be persuaded by individuals to do good because you know their track record. You will be persuaded to trust them. You will be convinced because they have been integral in their, in their in interaction with you. It could also be persuaded by someone who can scam you. That's why you have to look at the things that they, you know, on TV and in different areas, advertisements coming to your house. You got to learn how to read the small black print. That's, that's all, you know, that's, you know, highlighted in gray. You got to learn how to read that because if you don't get it all and you don't understand, although, and they're trying to persuade you to take this on, if you don't get it, they'll scam you. And there's so much that's going on right now in the world, you don't know where it's coming from. And you got to make sure that you know who you are being, who is persuading you, and in what nature are they doing it. Ah, uh, Paul, what, what, let's, let's talk about Paul. And I only have a few minutes. I told him to put the time up so I can keep my job. Paul is this Pharisee that is on his way to persecute Christians. He, he's on his way to persecute Christians, the early Christians. He was even on the front line when they stoned Stephen. He was right there. But on his way to his greatest massacre, so he thought, there was an interruption that took place. The Damascus Road led him to conversion. The question came from heaven, why are you persecuting me? What have I done that you want to kill me? Paul's thing is, what do you mean? I, you, listen, if you're going to go after my people, see, that's why you all don't have to worry about them. Please forgive me. Help me. I want to stay on the road. I want to do this right. I want the delivery to be, you know, acceptable and in, in that sight and all that. But, you know, Paul's thing is, I don't know what you're talking about because he's so used to persecuting. You know people that are so used to doing wrong? And when you try to tell them, listen, what you're doing is going to hurt. It's detrimental. You don't have to do that. They don't want to hear it because they got comfortable in it. But Paul, whose name was changed from Saul, 
And I found that in a name change, there is a life change. Uh, what, what, what are you talking about? Well, you know, when you think about Abraham, Abraham, his name was Abram, and God added that H-A-M on that Abraham who was barren. His wife was barren, and God added that on to him and called him the father of many nations. He didn't have but one child. He didn't have no children, and he was old. He and Sarah, A-A-R-P. So much that Sarah laughed when she heard it because her thing is that is impossible. But God knows where you are and where you're going. Go through the process and let him take you to the promise. Lord have mercy. Saul's name was, his Paul's name was Saul, and God changed it, and he was converted, and he was gone for a minute, he was blinded. He was not just blinded physically, he was also blinded spiritually. But God had to work on him while he was blind. Sometimes you can't see where you're going, and you have to be led by God. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit to know that the Holy Spirit is leaving is leading you so Paul makes it personal when he writes this book to the to, to, to Rome because he's trying to get Rome to see that religion is one thing but relationship is better oh they they were real religious they were religious but they had no real relationship they were proud of their accomplishment, but they had no relationship. You know, when people don't have a relationship, and there's going to be a discussion on that. See, relationship is a description is those that you can relate to, that you are connected to. Affiliation is those that, that you know of, but you really don't know them. I've got friends that I've been friends with for 50 plus years, and we are connected. We are like family. We know the good, bad, and ugly of one another and can still go and get something to eat and have a good time in fellowship. You understand? Relationship with Jesus Christ trumps religion. You want to be religious? All right. Come in. They're going to take attendance. She was here. He was there. And that's it. But if you don't get anything when you come into the Lord's house, that's just, that, 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 is the, that is what the, the leaders, that's what the pastor is for, that's what the teachers are for. Come into the house so that you can grow, so that you can be taught, so that you can get the preach word, so that you can live. And when you leave the building, you will live what you have heard. Paul now is given the authority He's given the assignment to preach the gospel. Now, he had to go through some things. He had to deal with some things. Because even in Rome, the people that he went to go talk about, go talk to Jesus about, they accused him. They put him in prison. But Paul was persuaded with his relationship with God. Anybody persuaded that? I mean, going through stuff. You have, you know, good and well, you shouldn't be here. 
And if you're here, you shouldn't be in your right mind based on everything that you've been going through. But somehow or another, you've been persuaded that God is more than able to keep you in perfect peace with your mind stayed on him. If you, when you didn't have uh, the, the good sense to think about what God has already done for you, that you're here today, even to get up this morning to have the mind to come to his house. Jesus did that. It was not the alarm clock that woke you up. It was Jesus that get up, go to my house, serve me. I've got something for you. Name change, a name change, a name change. Jacob who was considered a deceiver, a supplanter, wrestled with an angel. He did not let that angel go. Read the story. The angel of the Lord, he would not, he, he was determined, we're going to fight this out. I didn't come here for nothing. I, never, I know everything that I've done, what I did with my brother, I was, you know, just a deceiver. I stole, but you know, but that's another story. Esau just gave that up too easy. But anyway, um, when, you, when you think about it, it's all the purpose of God. It's all the purpose of God. Listen, when, when, when Paul talks about, in a, uh, I think it's uh, 831, that, um, all, and we know that all things, they work together in combination for the good but it's not all good things. Anybody been through some bad things? I'm almost done. Anybody been through some bad things and made you want to turn your back, but it's all working for your good? Why? Because there is a purpose that God has for you and you got to keep walking in that purpose. Don't step back. Don't turn around. Keep walking toward that purpose. It's not about how you feel. It's not emotions. It's who you know. And that you know that he is more than able to keep you from falling no matter what the enemy tries to put in your path. Jacob, his name was changed to Israel. He is the father of a nation. The deceiver. So it doesn't matter what you do in life. God has a way of turning everything around. I am just about finished. He is persuaded to keep you. Paul says, I just got so much here, I'm sorry. That's what you get for writing too many notes. Paul is trying to explain to us, number one, that the love of God... The love of Jesus Christ never dims toward us. He, he doesn't stop because we don't do what we're supposed to do. Lord have mercy. He doesn't reward us according to our iniquity. Most of us wouldn't be here right now. Anybody remember where you came from? Remember where you were? And somehow God still saved you. God still kept you. You are here in your right mind. He's still strengthening you. Come on, he's still providing for you. Come on, I know, you, I know you, you might be a little tired. We're almost done. But only God can do that for you. Do I have any witnesses here today? The love of Christ. Paul is teaching the love of Christ. 
and how he loved you in spite of you with your wonderful selves. We are just so wonderful. We are just so self-righteous. Nobody got it like I got it. Thank God. Y'all are catching. You got two more seconds. Nobody know God like I know God. Really? How many people remember where they were when they got saved? Now, all of us weren't in church. Some of us was in the club. Some of us was in somebody's house we had no, no, no reason going to. Some of us was on the corner. Some of us may have been in prison. Oh, come on, don't act like that. Some of us were drug addicts. Some of us were alcoholics. Some of us were promiscuous. But he found us, and that's why we're here. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my somebody that's going to really remember where you, where you were when he saved you. Not just to salvation, what he saved you to and what he saved you from. Anybody glad what he saved you from? Oh, that's a good place for a praise break right there. We're almost done. He was persuaded. Paul is teaching these people, you have to have a relationship with God. And when you have a relationship with God, no matter what you go through in life, God's going to be there for you. God gave Paul a mandate. God gave Paul an assignment. And no matter what was going to happen in Paul's life, that assignment was going to be fulfilled. And Paul was persuaded in everything that God told him when he was on the ship. God said, you're going to Rome. Everybody on the ship with you will get there. Oh, read the story for yourself. There's an assignment that you have that only God can take you through. There's a process now that you do have to go through in order to get to the progression of the process. Catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it. PP, the three P's. There's a commercial going on the three P's. God told Paul, you got to go. But he warned him about this ship. Even Paul was concerned. But God told Paul that you and everybody with you are going to get to the land. Now, let's look at the scenario. We don't have the time to go through all of it. They're on this ship. The, rock, the boat is rocking back and forth. They don't think they're going to make it. How are we going to do this? God said, Paul said, God said, I'm going to get there. And if you hang out with me, you're going to get there too. So you got to follow. You got to make, make sure who you hang, make sure you're hanging out with some good folk. Yeah. <laughs> You got to make sure even with your prayer partner that you're hanging out with people that are going to believe in your God. Make a long story short. They get to the place where the ship is about to wreck. But the Bible says that, that Paul was so persuaded what God told him. He had no worries and he said, don't worry. 
we're going to get there. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. We're going to get there. Oh, you need to praise him on that alone right there. Anybody see you getting there? Do you see where God is leading you? You're not quite sure how he's going to get you there, but you know he's going to get you there because that's what he told you. And as the ship begins to rock and roll, it begins to decrease. Pieces of the ship start to come apart. But everybody that was with Paul, they made it on the pieces of the shipwrecked ship. Come on here, because Paul was persuaded that God loved him so much that he would make sure he got to his destination, whether it was on splinters, whether it was on pieces, whether it was on rails, whether it was on pipes, no matter what it was, he was gonna get him to the promise. Oh, come on, I need you to bless him. I'm working on it, Brother James. I'm working on it. Uh, then the other, Paul, Paul, Paul persuaded. I'm going to get, and then we're almost done. Paul is persuaded because they, they found him guilty and they threw him in prison. And, and then instead of complaining, because no matter what the enemy tries to put in your path, you're going to do and get where God has ordained you to go. In prison. Instead of his head hung down, he got a prayer partner. And he and Brother Silas decided they were going to have a worship and praise service. And instead of complaining, and instead of being afraid, they got to praising God. They got to praising God so much that the chains on the jail rail broke. Oh, if we can just praise him in that matter. Oh, is that all you have? Have you ever been in a situation? Went to praising God like they didn't have no good sense because they were persuaded that God was with them and that he was going to get them out and that he was going to free them. Not only did he free them, he freed the jail keeper and the jail keeper's family. Everything that you touch based on the will of God, will be free. Be persuaded, because there's power in persuasion. Daniel, in the lion's den, he and the Hebrew boys, they refused to bow down to the king's command. They weren't afraid. They went into that furnace, persuaded. Throw me in if you want. Call the lions on me if you want. I know that God is more than able to deliver me. Do I have a witness in the house? Are you persuaded? The diagnosis that you got. Are you persuaded? They say negative. They say positive. They say, we're not sure. You got to come back. Are you, are you persuaded that God is your healer? 
Are you persuaded? Hallelujah. I'm almost done. When you are persuaded by someone you know who is credible, no matter what comes your way, you can know that Jesus loves you. Know that he loves you. Be persuaded of his love. No matter how you feel, knowing that he's more than able to keep you. That's all I want to say.